Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Connecting to the big show. In three, two, one. Everything that you're doing, you're doing with your cars. You will have no privacy whatsoever with your own cash. You can open the zip and execute the sandwich. Cool. It's just incredible. People drink responsibly and people drink irresponsibly. And then we have trouble outside. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Extra WhatsApp 083 396 Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the opinion line with P. DJ Coogan. Morning, Friday. You got that Friday feeling again. Thank Crunchy and all of that. In a few minutes, I want your help. I want your help to find, if you can, the perpetrator of a horrible, sneaky, cynical robbery. A large sum of money stolen from a very vulnerable young person and I want your help if you can help at all to catch the person who robbed that. Also, um if if you believe in you if you believe in UFOs, you, you will not believe Tom's story which he'll tell us later. It's bizarre. I, in all the years of covering UFOs at various times, I've never heard anything quite like this. Tom has a story to tell us later on this morning. And we're going to return to the conversation from yesterday about whether you will or will not come into the city centre for your Christmas shopping. And if not, why not? That is all to come this Friday morning. But yesterday the story broke that, well, it was the worst kept secret really in broadcasting. Ryan Toberty was joining Virgin Radio in the UK. That was in the newspapers uh, last weekend and indeed when Tuberty turned up on Chris Evans's show back in, was it September? We kind of figured, right, this is coming. What we didn't know was he'd also be doing a show uh, here on 96FM and indeed in Limerick and in Q102 in Dublin and in LMFM. In fact, all of the wireless stations in Ireland. So, very, very big story. Ken Sweeney, showbiz editor for the Irish Sun, has been speaking to Tubbs about his new venture and that interview is in the paper today. Um, Was it all a surprise, Ken? I think the Virgin move was 
the worst kept secret for a long time. I don't know. Like, do you think? Are we reading the same papers? I picked up the Irish Independent on the plane yesterday, and uh, someone did an editorial in the Irish Independent saying that uh, no, Tubbs hadn't had any offers. There was nothing on the cards. Uh, you know, a lady, um, you know, left a big job in Today FM at lunchtime. Pamela Joy, she left her gig. Right. There was talk about him going to that. So, like, I, I, you know, there was there was talk about him going to loads of places. I mean, classic hits made him an offer. So, no, there was PJ genuine surprise yesterday. I think, I mean, yeah, the, I think another paper, which I won't mention, they said it was going to be holiday cover, holiday cover, but it wasn't. It's it's a mm. big, big bang, 10 a.m. to 1 o'clock show on Virgin, which is also going out on, on uh, Q102 and around Ireland on, on, on wireless stations uh, at the weekend. So it's a big deal. It's not, it's much bigger than anything Tubbs had before on the BBC, where he was literally just covering for mm-hmm. Graham Norton over mm-hmm. the summer. So it is a surprise, but... So you have to think about it, PJ. You know, he's 14 years the, the host of of a live television show, one of the biggest you know TV shows, longest running TV shows in the world. It's a live TV show, and uh, you know he has got the chops, Tubbs, and boy is he going for it. Well, when he came on the Chris Evans show um, a couple of weeks back or months back now, Chris Evans introduced him as the Toy Man from Ireland. I think they were building it up back then. That would be my view, but. You know, others, others might he differ. says that he, he told me yesterday that he went in in September. He was having meetings in London, um, other meetings, not meetings with um, with with Virgin. And uh, he went in to meet Chris Evans. And when he got off air, Chris Evans introduced him to someone in there, and they just liked the cut of his jib. They they liked what he was saying. I mm. suppose, as, as we know in media land, if you get if you're getting offers and people are interested, and you're over having meetings, that that's that's the quickest way to get other people interested. Yeah. And I suppose what's interesting, just we were the only paper, um, this first press interview yesterday, so even I was a bit scared meeting Tubbs. How gas is it, PJ? He goes over to London to start a new job, and the first person he meets is, <laughs> the first interview is the guy from the Irish Sun to chat to him. But he's saying to me, Ryan, that Virgin are very... Um, just interested in what he's going to do. They're going to let him, he calls it punk radio. It's a very comfortable, uh, you know, slot in, in that it's a comfortable station that you can try anything you want. And that was a key point in Graham Norton, uh, famous Corkman, joining mm-hmm. uh, uh, joining that station, Virgin. Um, you know, well, he, he, Graham, he wants Graham to go broadcasts his show from Cork now quite frequently from one of our studios in C103. So, yeah. you know, so it's Isn't a that brilliant? very tight, tight, tight connection there, you know. Yeah. So I think that it's going to be very interesting. And I think that, uh, you know, we've had tubs in our life for so long. And, uh, you know, on the Late Late Show, and we're not entirely losing him. He's going to be across Ireland and across England um, in these broadcasts. And I think it's a great thing. And listen, don't forget, people like Rick Wakeman do do shows on stations, um, you know, in Dublin. You know, different guest presenters Mm -hmm. come on and do stuff. So it's not unknown for people to do you know to for outside um syndicated shows to be into markets uh you know into the irish market mm-hmm. and um, i mean yeah. i'm coming on your show this morning to talk about uh, ryan turbidy i'm sure there's a showbiz hack there somewhere in cork waiting waiting on the phone it doesn't put him out of business i think a bit of variety there mm-hmm. is a good thing we're not losing tubs we'll have him on the radio and by god i'd say tv is probably next from well, well there's a thing you know he's Will he do television in the UK? That's a question for down the road. But what, what what did surprise people, Ken, yesterday, I think, was that it would be on Q102, which is one of our company stations, 
yeah. in Dublin. That's the daily show. The weekend show then will be on the other yeah. regional stations. And that's the, yeah. the, that's the bigger story, I think, for the industry Well, here. I think that's great. A lot of people are out of work. They, they won't have a chance maybe during the week. They'll get a chance. I mean, Graham Norton's show is on at the weekend uh, on, on, you know, on um, Virgin in the UK. So it, it'll bring in a different audience and it'll allow people to hear the thing. And listen... People have a connection with Ryan mm-hmm. Turbury, a special connection through COVID, through lockdown, through the Late Late Show, through the Toy Show, through all this fun. And we're still going to have that thing going on. Mm. And the, I mean, this, he's doing a three hour show. And listen, you're in radio. You know, you know what it's like, a three hour show. Mm-hmm. Jesus, that would take a lot out of you. And he's going to do that five days a week in London. And he says to me yesterday on the 17th floor of um, the of um, Virgin Radio that he's not going to change it he's not going to go diddly eye or anything like that he's going to just do what he's doing and age 50 I mean he's probably you know Ryan Durberty knows who he is he knows what he's about mm-hmm. and he's going to make a good crack for it and he said to me today in the Irish Sun he hadn't thought about doing this literally circumstances have pushed him in this direction mm. and uh, listen I, I, more I, think, power, I think myself more Ken, power to him landing that deal fellas will say that you know all the time I see the interview today. You, you've asked him. <laughs> I laugh at that. He doesn't watch the late late now. No, but I mean, here you know, Phil, I'm at this a long time, and I, I would often ring Gay Bourne and ask him about Pat Kenny when Pat Kenny took over. And Gay would always tell me, "I'm out on a Friday night, Ken. I just don't see it. I, I, I you know, I've, I've spent so long working on the late late show on Friday nights that I enjoy my Friday nights and I go out now. And strangely enough, Tubbs is saying the same thing. And there's an element there too that he just doesn't. He said to me, he doesn't want to be seen to be poking his nose over the wall saying Patrick Kilty should be doing this or Patrick Kilty should be doing that. He just wants to let the guy go for it. Now he, mm. he did. I said to him, "Well, hang on. They made a lot of changes that needed changing." And he did speak up then and say, "Well, listen, I did want the duration of it shortened. We did try the three-person panel that's opening the show now, and we did just didn't work for us. So he, he obviously, you know, he wanted to get that in. But for the general part, as you point out, he is saying he's not watching the thing. Um, but it's great. I mean, I like Patrick Kilty in it. I think genuinely." Ryan Tuberty is supportive of Patrick Kilty in that slot and it moves on to the next person now Kilty's got a three year contract he's got the biggest test you know next week coming up the Late Late Toy Show and if you can pull that off he'll be away People want to know of course Ken the facts and figures any idea of the kind of money that you know, Ryan will be trousering out of Virgin. Anyone know anything? Well, about I don't that? think it's as bad. I don't think it's as bad as one of the papers. One of the papers was claiming it could be as low as like seventy thousand or something like that. I don't think so. I don't think you put someone in charge of a three-hour show on on you know with the population of the UK. You know, what is it, thirty-two million or something? You certainly don't put someone on the radio over there and and you know pay them you know like seventy grand. I think you're talking big money stakes. I could t- I was. In in, you know, I was in Virgin yesterday and it's a huge operation, mm-hmm. a massive operation with a huge amount of people working for them. And I think that uh, to, to put them on there and to take that on, a three-hour show, national radio, five days a week in the UK, he's getting significant money. Mm-hmm. And they're all smiles. And, you know, the, the I, I think it's a big deal. I think yeah. it's a big deal. Some, some people are saying in the papers this morning he might match some of the big radio salaries in RTE. 
Well, yeah. He, he, listen, you know, it's pie in the sky. There, there, was a, there was a guy who, who wrote for one of the other papers who's now left the business, and he used to just make up figures for people and throw them into papers. And I think that that I, it's always just speculation. I, I, I just love kind of firm you know, firm information. Mm. He's doing well out of it. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's listen, he's moving over there. There you he's go. He's moving lock, mm. stock and barrel. He's yeah. going to buy a place over there. Is he selling his house in Dublin, do we know? Does he, is he? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go into those kind he of details. He'd have to handy rent on it like if he didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, a taxi man dropped me back to my house not so long ago in Dublin and, and as he dropped me off, he said, how much did you pay for that? And people could ask the maddest. I mean, I'm a journalist, but yeah. it's nothing to what people can ask you in taxis true, true. sometimes. Very true. We don't know really, but I'd say if we're going back to what we're talking about, the pay. If he's moving over there full time, I think that's you know, a that must be like a parent. It is a permanent position, and also he must be getting a farewell wedge. So, th- so that's about as much as I know on that. Ke- Kevin Backhurst said during the week that the door mm. is not closed to Ryan Tuberty returning to RTE in the future. Uh, I think he's closed that door, though, reading your interview today. He says to me, and I asked him this, and I quoted Kevin Backhurst to Ryan Turberty yesterday in London. Ryan Turberty said, RTE is in the mirror now. It's in the rearview mirror. I'm, I, I'm out of there. And I think that's a that's a great mindset to have. I mean, you know, Kevin Backhurst is saying the door is always open. What's he supposed to do, kind of hang around? He's only a guy of 50. I mean, he's, he's mm. at the peak of his career. And he's moving on, and he, and he talks, and you know there was a, a moment there in the chat I had with Ryan Tuberty yesterday where he did get quite um, sad and thoughtful. He was thinking about the, his old team, who were very loyal to him, his radio team, and he's thinking about the changes that are on in RTE. But remember, there's been two reports, and Ryan Tuberty has been found guilty of no wrongdoing. And a famous Cork man, Michal Martin, has also come out lately and said some very supportive things about Ryan Tuberty. Mm-hmm. So he's moving on. He's landed a, a deal. And, you know, I, I, I've done a lot of late, late toy shows with Ryan Tuberty, gone in on the morning. Yeah. He's got that kind of excitement and he's raring to go. Oh, That's I've, how I found him. I've talked to them, to the moms and the dads and the kids that go to the show and he's massively popular. I've watched him here in, yeah. in town auditioning kids over the years. And there's no doubt about it, before all this crap broke, in June with regards to money and payments and this and that and the other. He was incredibly yeah. popular and he was much loved by the public. Has he yeah. held on to that love, do you think, Ken, as he prepares to go back on the radio? Well, I had a little look on social media yesterday and I've been posting about this on my own Twitter account. I'm getting some very positive feedback. I mean, I went out last night in town. I was at a, I was at a, a play and I bumped into a lot of people, you know, and they were just very happy for Ryan. You know, people are, are, are very happy that Ryan is getting a break and that, that, that you know, he's off the ropes and he's, he's getting to do what he does best. And he seems to be, I mean, I know a lot of people in showbiz. I've interviewed many of them. Ryan Turberty seems like a very genuine guy to me. He sat down yesterday and he answered all my questions and went through it all and, and um, you know, explained really why he hasn't been able to come out, uh, you know, and, and say what he had to say. But listen, it, it's all go now. He's looking into TV in the UK. He's moving to the UK. UK. His kids are that little bit older, so you know he, he can, you know he, he can, he can go over there and make a go of it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what? I think like Terry Wogan and Eamon Andrews and lots of these wonderful people. I think he'll be a good, 
role model for for a, a good representative of the Irish community. There's uh, one on that he reminds British me Airways. of, Ken. There's one that he reminds me of, and it'll be a name that has kind of been forgotten, and I understand that because yeah. it was a few years ago. He has always reminded me of Henry Kelly, and Henry Kelly went on to big things. He did. I spoke. You know what? I spoke to Henry Kelly only a couple of weeks did ago you? on the phone. He's How's he doing? Yeah, I did. He's now. He's game for a laugh. He's now you know a more elderly gentleman, and he was great, great fun, great chat. Remember that television quiz show that, you used to do every day? Yeah, you yeah, know he was great. Yeah, what was it called? Now? I can't remember, yeah, but it, you had to bang a buzzer and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I could see. Oh, I could, it was brilliant. Yeah, could, he was great, see. great fun, and you know, a, a, you know, a great. Um, you know, wonderful kind of um, intelligent, yeah. witty kind of man. And I think there'll be plenty. And skinny, you know what it is? <laughs> They're both very skinny men, Henry Kelly. And, and, yeah. uh, Ryan, I Ryan. remember it, there was a waxworks done a while, a couple of years ago, of Ryan yeah. Turbody, and I kind of ended up looking a bit more like Henry Kelly. So maybe they're morphing into the one thing. You maybe know? they are. Ken, good to talk to you. Ken Sweeney, showbiz editor with the Irish Sun, on the big broadcasting, big media story of the week. Second big media story of the year connecting with uh, Ryan Tuberty and look he's moving to Virgin Radio he will be on from 10 till 1 but he'll also be on 96 FM at the weekends we don't know the details of that show or anything about it just yet but he will be on uh, Cork's 96 FM at the weekends in the new year and I'm sure we'll find out a lot more about that as the weeks go by. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Live. With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Coach 96 FM. We've just won a 500 euro oh, toy shopping yes. spree. Yeah. Oh my God, it'll be absolutely hyper. Can you believe it? Oh my god, my face is going to from laughing. You know Christmas. I love Christmas. Merry Christmas. The 10K Toy Giveaway. The 10K Toy Giveaway returns Monday, 8.15am. I guess I win it. I will never sing over. On Cork's 96FM. And I expect that at some point over the months to come, uh, Mr. Toberty will join me on this very show. We'll have a chat about what's going on with him. I think we will, for sure. 0818 96 96 96. Now, there are cynical crimes and there are cynical crimes. Some of them are just plain nasty. And Jer took to social media, Jer Price, you took to social media to tell this story of uh, a very, very nasty incident, very cynical incident that happened to young man called Lee. First of all, tell me about Lee. Morning, Jar. Good morning. Um, well, Lee Lee is nineteen years old. He um, he's very vulnerable, young adult. He's very trusting, you know. Um, he just wants to be one of the groups. He wants to be one of the boys. You know, he, he actually goes around Mahan there with his speaker all the time, you know, with the teenagers to be listening to his speaker. He loves music. Mm-hmm. He just loves music. Music is his life. Um, so everybody knows him. 
everybody. I mean, I'm after getting texts on my phone there from, I don't know how many people are after private messaging me. And I don't even know them, but they all know Lee. I know, I know. And a very, very you know? vulnerable young man. He has his bit of independence and it's very precious to him, but very vulnerable at the same time. And that's kind of, that's kind of how this happened, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is, yeah, yeah. It is. So um, he was in town last Friday, the 10th. Mm-hmm. And um, he was talking to this guy outside Centra and Partick Street. Right. Because um, somebody texted me again and told me, a lady texted me, she said, I saw Lee talking to this guy. And it was between 12 and half past 12. Um, so anyway, the guy was asking Lee to come home and get the bus with him. Now, Lee was asking him, um, how, how do you know me? Mm-hmm. And he said, I saw you some t- one time there when you went swimming, but Lee didn't know the guy. Mm-hmm. So he got on the bus for him. And um, Lee's phone was recording, and I don't think the guy knew it. I'm not even sure whether Lee knew it. Nice. He was recording the voice. It wasn't a picture, it was a voice. And you could hear Lee asking him, could he get fireworks for him? And the guy said, yeah, yeah. Um, if you give me 10 euros, I'll get you five. And Lee said, well, I have 20 here. And he said, well, if you give me 50, I'll give you 10. And you can um, sell five and keep five for yourself. Right. And Lee was trying to work it out and he started counting to 10. I have it all on the video, on the voicemail. And um, anyway... So Lee, Lee thought he could buy fireworks off this chap and your man... This guy said he was going to sort it out for him, yeah. He saw his moment. I suppose. Yeah. So then Lee, when he said, when he said to Lee, um, if you give me 50 euro, I'll give you, I'll give you loads. So Lee said, well, I have loads of 50s in my pocket. Yeah. He had a pile of money in his pocket. How how did he come he to have that? So he went to the credit union three times in the week hmm. um, and, and drew out 550 euros each time. So he had 1,650, and I only found that out on Saturday. Nice. When I went to the credit union myself, the lady in the credit union said to me, what's he doing with his money? Because Lee was with me. And I said, what do you mean? She said, he's been in here a few times this week, but we have to give it to him because he's 19. I wasn't after putting any block in the credit union right. for his money. So he was just going up, drawing it out, what? Because he liked to carry it around, was it? He, wa- he liked to carry his money. Yeah. And he wanted to buy tickets. He loves music. He wanted to go to, to um, concerts. And he wanted to go to another one out in um, Tremor Road. It's a DJ next summer. So, like, he'd, he, he would have spent all his money now on, um, on, the, on the tickets. So he drew the money out. They gave it to him because he's an adult. They, he drew his money out. He's carrying yes. his money around. He's spotted yes. by this character on the bus, and what happened then? So, um, Lee took out the money and ha- gave him money for fireworks. <laughs> so, um, he put the rest back into his pocket, and the guy saw that Lee's phone was on, and he said, oh, turn off your phone. He said to him, um, my girlfriend is going to start out the fireworks. And he, was, he, he went down the stairs and he was shouting to Lee, Lee, come off the bus in Ballon Temple. He got to Ballon Temple. <laughs> I think the guy probably wanted Lee off the bus though before he realised his money was gone. Before he got off the bus, actually, sorry, he said to Lee, you have a lovely coat, can I try it on? Right. After Lee gave him the money for the fireworks. And he saw the coat and knew there was money in the coat. Yeah. He saw the pocket that Lee took the money out of. Yeah. So he... he he obviously took out the money himself, so he took Lee off the bus anyway, and they were in Ballon Temple, because another friend of mine seen him in Ballon Temple, 
she actually thought that the guy was Lee's carer. She told me that. But anyway, um, when the, when he got him off in Ballantemple, Lee said, um, the guy said to him, what are you looking at me like that for? I didn't take your money. And Lee started, my friend said she saw Neil, Lee sort of kneeling down like he was panicking, you know, he was fretting. He sort of kneeled down on the ground. And then the guy said to Lee, um, oh, we can't stay here. My girlfriend has said that the guards are around, so we have to go back into town. Hang on a sec. At what point, Jared, did Lee realise his money was gone? When he got off the bus. Okay. Oh, he put his hand in his pocket and... Yeah, he felt his coat because the guy was after after giving him back his coat on the bus. I see. And he realised it was gone. I see. So um, the guy then said to him, what are you looking at me like that for? I didn't take your money. And he wasn't even after saying anything about the money at this stage. He was just feeling for it. So he took him back into town. And when he got back into town, your man liked it. He was gone. And I didn't know about this until Saturday. How did he persuade him to go back into town? For the fireworks. He promised him fireworks. God. He promised him fireworks. He said his girlfriend was going to meet him in town with the fireworks. He just, he brought him back in and then your man just went away and let him there. How did they go back in? Another bus, was it? Another bus? Mm. From Baden Temple? Yeah. And your man made off with them, with the money. And your man made off with the money. And you found out when? I found out on Saturday, I was coming out of the Credit Union on Saturday myself. Mm-hmm. And, um... I saw Lee at the other side of the road and I said to him, where were you? And he said, I went to the bank, but it's closed. And I said, I know, love, because it's Saturday. The bank don't open on Saturday. And he had a party to go to on Saturday night with his buddies. And I said, come on, look, we'll go to the credit union and I'll take out 50 for you. Mm-hmm. So um, I went into the credit union and the lady said to me, what's he doing with his money? And I said to her, what do you mean? She said, he's been up here a few times during the week taking out money and we have to give it to him because he's 19. And I goes... Okay, let me see what he's after taking out. And she gave me the statement and I realised three days he was after taking out €1,650, but he had it all together. He was after paying €60 to get his screen fixed on his phone Mm -hmm. out of that money Mm -hmm. and he also bought something for €25, but that was it. That was it. That was it. So your man got the rest. Yeah. Opportunistic crime. Yeah. Yeah, and I just feel so sorry for him, you know? Like, I didn't even find out until Sunday that the guy had tried on his coat. You see, Lee Lee has very limited vocabulary, you know, when he's telling stories. You'll only get a little bit here and a little bit there. And then on Sunday... And the more stressed he gets, the more he forgets. Yes. He suffers from anxiety as well, you see. Yeah. So he sweats, he sweats, his hand will be sweating, God love him. And he gets overwhelmed. He's shaking. Yes, he gets overwhelmed. But he just came out with Sunday, um, he said, uh, oh, the guy asked me, he said, I need a lovely coat and he wanted to try it on. And I was, oh my God, there's your money. There's your money. There's your money gone. So yeah, I did get onto Capwell to see if I could see the CCTV, to see who the guy was, if I'd known him. And um, they said the guards would have to do that. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be reported to the guards. Yeah, he has a half day and I'll be taking him to Anglesey Street straight after school. Okay. So yeah, there's poor Ole now. God love him. Have we any description of this individual? Were you able to piece that together? Um, The description I got now was he was between the age of 25 and 30, around that age, with dark curly hair. The lady who saw him in town said he had a backpack on his back. And then another guy rang me and said that um, he was wearing like a lumber jacket 
It was either navy, blue or blue or black. I mean, everybody knows Lee. The amount of people that I'm after getting texts from, I don't know them, but they know Lee. How is he in himself? He must be gutted, is he? Do you know, now, he keeps apologising to me. Ah. God love him. I'm sorry, Auntie Ger. I'm sorry, Auntie Ger. And I was like, it's not your fault, love. It's not your fault, but you're very trusting. You know, it's very hard to explain. He loves money. He loves his money. I know. <laughs> he likes to carry it, you know? I know. But sure, look, he's just innocent. Oh, he's like a little boy. He's just an innocent little boy. A man-child, really. Yes, he is. And he's always like, he's always targeted by people. You know, it's not the first time his money has been taken, but this is a lot. It's a lot of money. This is a lot of money. That's, this is why I'm sort of putting it out there now. Jared, you know, the bus drivers are brilliant. And bus airmen yeah, have are. cameras everywhere. And that centre will have cameras. Somebody will spot this individual. Yes. And there's cameras in Ballon Temple. I must go to them to see. But they, again, they'll probably only give it to the guards. But I will be going there as well, well tomorrow. Need to make a report to the guards and get them onto yes. it because this is a lot yes. of money from a very vulnerable young man. I'm I'm the father, as you know, of a vulnerable yeah. young man myself, and and I think it breaks your heart, doesn't it? If someone did this to my boy, I'd do time for them. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that myself. I feel like that myself. That's why I'm so angry. I'm just so, so angry that somebody could treat somebody like this. You know, he needs to be minded from people like him. He does. He does. They need to be protected. We need to protect our vulnerable. I know. Ger, I'll wish you a good day and I hope it all works out. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much, PJ. Take care now. You're more than welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Cheers, Ger. And and give my best to to Lee. Ah, God. I mean, what a horrible... What a horrible crime. Dirty gouger, as my father would have called him years ago, a dirty gouger, to take money like that from, from a young fella, just because he saw his his opportunity. Kate says, I'm sick listening to this. It's the lowest of the low to steal from someone that vulnerable. I hope they pick him up on CCTV. With a bit of luck, they will. With a bit of luck, they will, Kate. Thank you, Michael. Michael Lee was on. Uh, the Henry Kelly show was on was called Going for Gold. I seem to remember. Yes, Going for Gold. It was fun. You'll find it on YouTube, actually, if you go looking for it. Just look, Henry Kelly, Going for Gold. It was a funny, it was a fun quiz. Very fast quiz. And you'll see what I mean when I tell you. And Ken Sweeney's saying the same. There's a, there's a certain similarity between uh, young Mr. Tuberty and, and Henry Kelly. 0818969696. Now, at Christmas jumper time is with us again. And some of them are out already, and some of them look fairly cheesy. And who cares, because nobody wants their child to grow up to be homeless at Christmas, which is why we're getting together once again with uh, Cork Simon to make sure to do our best for the homeless people of Cork. Nobody wants their child to be homeless at Christmas, but it happens, and unfortunately it will happen this year too. We're asking you to host a Christmas Jumper Day to ensure that help is at hand when it's needed. And you can sign up real easy. You just pop on to uh, corksimon.ie. All the details are there of how to arrange your Christmas jumper day. You can do it anywhere, anytime. You can even do it online. And when you do, you'll be partnering up with us at Corks96FM to raise vital funds for Cork Simon. 
this Christmas. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, focused solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Cox 96 FM. Check this out. Simon Murdoch and the best music mix. Weekdays from midday on Cork's 96 FM. Let's have some fun. Every day, your afternoon soundtrack, I've got it covered, although it's still a bit early for the Christmas tunes. It's too early. Scream it again. It's too early. One more time, Alison. It's too early. You don't want to hear Fairytale of New York then, no? It's a bit early for a time. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I've always got stuff for you to win. That's up to making my day, like. Be with me, weekdays, 12 to 4. Simon Murdoch. Midday to 4 p.m. With First South Credit Union. For your needs are put before profits. First South Credit Union. Members come first. Is this, is this how we do it? Corks 96 FM. Yeah, on the response to Lee, and we will, uh, to Jar telling us about Lee, we will podcast that interview after the show. Robert suggests setting up a GoFundMe page for him that someone close to Lee would set up a GoFundMe. Cork will look after him. That's what we do. I'll make a contribution straight away. Poor fella. I hope they catch the animal that did this from Robert. If somebody wants to do a GoFundMe, they can do it. We, unfortunately, can't do that. But if somebody wants to, uh, then they're free to do that. It's not a bad idea, Robert. Kevin says, there's lots of words I could use to describe that parasite. None of them are broadcastable. But I am a believer in karma. And James is listening in Germany. Hi, James. Is there CCTV on the bus? Don't, the buses in Cork have CCTV on them. And I have no doubt that it will pick something up if they can find the exact time and the exact bus and all of that. But they, as as Jer was saying, it's only the guards can get access to that. So she has to make a full uh, gather report, which I believe is happening today. And we will keep up with that. We'll keep up with that story and see if there any progress on Lee and his money. Can they limit his credit union account to 50 euro a week, asks somebody else. The problem is Lee is an adult and he's entitled to go in and get his money out of the credit union. Uh, there's no limit on what he can do other than the credit union's own limits. There must be ways and means if he's vulnerable. Well, there you get into a whole discussion about vulnerable adults having access to their own money and their own things. And it, it's, a, it's a very good, kind thought to have. But it gets you into a whole area of discussion that, trust me, is way more complicated than it sounds. Uh, and to take this from a position of someone who understands that. But thank you. 0818 96 96 96. Now... The Christmas lights, as I drove in this morning, the Christmas lights were coming on. Um, But there will, unfortunately, be no event. And we're saying all week, and I stand over it, and I will hopefully speak with the Lord Mayor shortly. I stand over it. It is not good enough that there is no event. Um, But the Lord Mayor wants to stress to us that Christmas is still happening in Cork, and there will be lights, and there will be lovely things to see. And we'll talk about that, too. But first, if you see the great Willie Walsh on your travels around uh, Carrigaline today. Would you congratulate him? Um, Willie is part of the furniture at Carrigaline, and particularly at Carrigaline United Football Club, but he is a proud Bellevue man, of course, um, but has lived in Carrigaline for years. He was bestowed 
with the Sergeant Ben Flahav Memorial Award in recognition of outstanding contribution to youth services. He got them at the, he got the award at the Garda Youth Awards on Wednesday. Willie is a man, I haven't seen Willie in a long time now, but if you're in Carrigaline and you live in Carrigaline, you've ever lived in Carrigaline, you'll know Willie Walsh. He's part of the furniture down there, and congratulations to him on, uh, yeah, on, on that award. 0818-96-96-96. Did you see this trend? I'll come back to it, because it's funny. This trend called Embracing the Soft Life. There's millions of TikToks about this and millions of people think that's a wonderful idea. Embracing the soft life. Sounds to me like you just give up everything and wander around aimlessly. But I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it now. Uh, Lord Mayor Kieran McCarthy, good morning and uh, and welcome on the on the opinion line. Good to have you with us. Yeah, hi PJ. How are you doing? Good morning to you. Good. As I drove in this morning... Kieran, the lights were on, they were being tested, they were flashing on and off, the lads were there, the electricians were were, were making sure that everything will work and be beautiful, and I'm sure yeah. it will. But all, all week, people have been complaining that there is no event. Yeah, and I've been listening to that, to that PJ, and you know, I, I hear what the people are saying, and I suppose it's been well documented now in terms of funding and crowd control. But I do think we need to move beyond that. I think one one of the things I've discovered now is that there's so much negativity out there, and and we're and for the next few weeks, there's going to, we're trying to do a lot more positivity with the new winter light experiences and so on. So, I think we need to to move on. It, we're not going to have uh, bring together. We say thousands of people uh, this year. Um, it was reviewed. Um, there were crowd control concerns, but we're not going to be able to work through that like in the, in the next week or two. I mean, we we are where we are. Okay, okay. Let's deal with what we have, though, then, rather than what we haven't, for now anyway. We'll have Christmas lights on Patrick Street. We'll have fantastic-looking Christmas trees. Mm -hmm. But tell me about Solace. Yeah, so Bishop Lucy Park is going through. It's going to start a revamp uh, in the next few weeks and months. So we don't have Bishop Lucy Park. We had Glow in Bishop Lucy Park. So we had to reinvent uh, kind of a new experience. So Solace is going to be on Emmett Place. Um, I think lots of people actually have have passed and, and, and walked through the city and kind of seen some of these new kind of winter lights experience kind of going up and it's going to be formally launched um, this evening with a small ceremony and then you have, we'll have the Ferris wheel on the Grand Parade we'll have the markets back and then we have as you noted as well there's going to be loads of Christmas trees around the city so there's going to there is there is a Christmas experience and Cork is open for, for Christmas mm-hmm. the, the markets when will they be on? Uh, they're Opening from the weekend after next onwards for the three to four weeks, kind of going into uh, into Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the Ferris wheel, when is that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it should be like the we're launching this weekend, so everything should be up and running by next weekend. So I would encourage people to come into town and to to enjoy, start to enjoy the Christmas spirit. I know some people kind of say that, oh, the can't we put up, can't we launch stuff in early December? But by the time you put everything together and kind of get get organised, you know, it takes a few weeks to put everything together. So it's 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 not feasible to wait until the second oh. week of December. Lord, like, Lord Mayor, you'll get no complaint from me about Christmas lights in November. You you never would have, and you never will. So I, 
I, I always yeah. Well, always, we, we do get complaints inside. Oh, Christmas is about mid November, but uh, and I know that you're a major fan of Christmas. I know from thirty eight days, Lord Mayor. Thirty eight days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you even align. You kind of count down the days from January and February onwards. Right? You're not wrong. So. You're not wrong. I have a counter on my phone that resets every Christmas morning. It's it's it's. it's but, and and it will be fantastic, and I've no doubt. And I've seen I've seen the work going on in the mornings when I drive in, and the the bit of testing going on, and the lads on the ground looking up, and they're pressing buttons, and you you know that they're there and they'll do their best. And we've always had a lovely a lovely display in the city centre. But just let me come back, if you'll allow me, to the whole thing of an event, because we're kind of the only major city, Lord Mayor, that you can think of that doesn't have one. And I know the chief executive has been focusing very much on health and safety. Um, what engagement did the council have with the health and safety authorities, the, you know, the, the HSA? What, what, what engagement well, did you have with HSA? Well, more so than, than health and safety. So, I mean, like, the council is obliged and there's a number of national crowd control rules kind of in place, so there has to be barriers in place. Mm. But the there HSA is the authority oversees all of that. Yeah, yeah. I think in previous years what would happen is that many of the crowd would actually kind of start, if you have 50,000 people in the crowd, they're all pushing forward to the stage. So it's very, very hard to to have barriers, for example, along a narrow street like mm-hmm. Market Street. Mm-hmm. Like but I, no, my, question, my question was, what engagement did the council have oh, with the, 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 the The political council or the executive side? Anyone. I know the, well, the, 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 the executive side of the house like would be working with local guardian and fire brigade the whole time and on running large scale events and usually like there's a call as well to the public looking for their feedback and then from the political side of the house like the conversations would have gone through um, we'd say the arts committee and there's a community culture and placemaking committee as well so there would be discussions there mm-hmm. um, there was been discussions at different council meetings during the year so I mean like everybody was there, a, was there a formal risk assessment done? Yeah, yeah, yeah and it came back that it was a very high risk that we couldn't if something happened that something would And who compiled better. the risk assessment? Uh, the executive side of the house Mm. Could we could we see it? I mean, would you be prepared as By a... all means, right into the executive and ask him, sure. That well, our elected members, I mean, of which I know yeah. you're the Lord Mayor, but you, you are one. Um, could, could, could we see this risk assessment that says it's not safe? Because a lot of people are very angry. People are calling us here saying, nah, nah, safety me ass, it's just a way of saving some money. Uh, there's a money element to it as well, like so. I mean, like, but in terms of your question, can you see a risk asses- assessment? I'm sure that your producers there can can write into my office, and we can see what we can do. I think there's freedom of information requests as well that people can go down those roads. But what I don't like, PJ, is that it seems the city is all like we're shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, when you look at the media coverage, it, it, it seems like oh, Cork is closed for Christmas. Well, well, hold on a while, no, let, let, let's just pick up on that for a second. No one ever said Cork is closed for Christmas, and I'll be the last one who's ever going to say that anywhere. So let's get yeah, that... But, look, but, but well, let's go to well, the Google, major... Like, at this moment in time, PJ, put in Christmas, Cork... That, but that's okay. That's, that's, I'm we're talking about this program, like, this Lord Mayor, not Google. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this program. Let's, and and, and the, the people calling us... And let's go through a list of places. Dublin, Galway, Limerick, London, Edinburgh, Paris, Rome. They'll all have, the major cities of Ireland and Europe and Britain will have their event. We no, don't no, have no, one. No, no, Dub- Dublin, Dublin. Grafton well, Street has Dublin. one? Well, we were told that they weren't, so Grafton Street, might, that might be a specific street. But That's Dublin where they do it. Have. But they have an event, Lord Bear. We don't. 
Yeah, but we've already gone through down this road that we, we couldn't because of crowd control. <sighs> you see, we're I'm, we're not putting a, I'm not putting a Carconian... I mean, look, I'm a fair enough person and I'm, 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 I usually go into the detail and minute detail. Anything that comes up in the council chamber, the first going to go, why can't we do this? Did you check this? Did you check this? And for me, like... When I went down through the documentation, everything was ticked and checked that there was a massive high-risk situation. Okay. And I'm not putting any Carconi in, in that sort of position. Of course um, not. No, I'm not nor is anybody yeah, asking I, you to. It's I, just very strange, you know? Um, no, it, it's, it's been it's four quite, years since 2019, and we had COVID cancelled it for two years or whatever. We've had four years to get it sorted, you know? Yeah, yeah, and we just man- haven't, because of crowd control, we haven't. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully for 2024, we might do, we might do better. Um, someone is on here. What about toilets for people coming into town for Christmas when the shops are open and the restaurants and the pubs and whatever? What about public toilets? No one goes into town for more than 90 minutes in case they have to beg to use a toilet. Yeah, I suppose there's, there's toilets in Curls Key and there's, there's toilets in the library and uh, on the Grand Parade. Uh, the council, city council is still kind of struggling to provide kind of public toilets as kind of an ongoing um, yeah. discussion. I suppose over the last 10 or 20 years, last th- I mean, I've, I think I've said like 40 years ago, there was 11 public toilets in the city and today there's there's probably two sets. So we're very dependent on, on, on business and the, and the private sector. So people's, what people want in terms of a standard of a toilet is actually very, very high as well. So it's, again, it comes that one actually comes down to cost. Um, okay, that might be something that comes up again in 2024. But look, I'm 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 agreeing with you, Lord Mayor. The city is open. Yeah, it will be lit up. It will be wonderful, and you're encouraging people yeah. to come in. Yeah, and that narrative is very very important to send out because I'm I'm not content with the narrative that has been kind of created over the last few weeks, especially from some some colleagues in the chamber. And uh, it's very, very important that all of us in Cork support Christmas and support the local traders. Well, they're, support, they're, support, they they're supporting it, but there's not flying the red flag just for the sake of it either, Lord Mayor. But I do take your point. The city is open and people... Would, I, I was in last Saturday night and I was only just anticipating what it's going to be mm-hmm. like. And I personally, as someone with... I've, I have a slight bit of sway in this city with the yeah, very yeah. sizable listener position. I am encouraging everybody... Come in, have a look, have a drink, have a bite to eat, do some shopping, get a yeah. bus if you're on a bus, sir. Come in. I certainly will be in yeah. frequently. And PJ, thanks very much for your, all, all of your Christmas spirit. As I say, even in springtime, you seem to have Christmas spirit at times as well. You know, so, the, the, I keep mince pies until January. And that's <laughs> yeah, clearly, yeah. But it's <laughs> Lord Mayor, thank you very much for being here. This Lord Mayor of Cork Councillor, uh, Kieran McCarthy. We will ask, we will ask for a copy of that risk assessment and the written reasons why we couldn't have an event. It is an executive function, so maybe pushing the Lord Mayor uh, isn't as fair as it, it mightn't be the fairest thing to be pushing the Lord Mayor because it's an executive function but let's find out let's get that risk assessment which is legally required under legislation. Let's let's ask for that, just, just to have a copy. There's a major... Garda raid taking place. We're told that it's in Glenfields Park, Ballyvalan. Five units of the armed response, I know whatever name they go by these days, but armed response, that's what everyone calls it. They've arrived with tools, machine tools. Major incident or major raid of some kind going on in Glenfields Park in Ballyvalan. If anybody knows any more, you can call us and tell us what's going on at 0818. 96, 96, 96. And still I say, and not to the Lord Mayor. And not to the Lord Mayor. 
But whoever decided that we cannot have a lights event and didn't push for it, not good enough. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Live. With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Corks 96 FM. The minds are live. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Parks 96 FM. Certainly seems from my conversation with the Lord Mayor, which of course we will podcast later in the day, that the executive side of council is what decided that there wasn't going to be a Christmas lights event. In fact, the councillors that contact us here regularly would all seem to have been in agreement that there should have been something. Um, the, the Lord Mayor is wants us to come into town, wants us to support the businesses, wants us to enjoy the lights, and we will. We will do all those things. Um, absolutely we will for the 38 days that are left between now and Christmas we will enjoy our wonderful city at its brightest and at its best and it will be fantastic I have no doubt about that but I still stand over what I say it's not good enough that we weren't able to have an event Dublin had one uh, last night I, I propose maybe we could do it through the office here or maybe some councillor would take this up on our behalf uh, or, or maybe raise it uh, at council, can we see this risk assessment? Can we have the CEO release the risk assessment? That's a legal requirement under the 2005 safety legislation, Safety, Health and Welfare at Work Act. There should be a risk assessment. If you want me to quote the section, I can. We want to see that written assessment. We want to see what actually was recommended. Uh, the law says that the council must do all as is practical. So far as is reasonably practical, the council must do all in its power to achieve a safe environment. I'd like to see that risk assessment, and I would have it re- read then, I can have it read then, by somebody who is highly qualified in these things. Because a lot of people are very angry about this decision. And yes, it's too late now. It's too late now. And maybe we're looking to 2024 for a proper switch on event. But the very fact that it's too late now and the very fact that it was left to run this late, not good enough. And I stand over those words and I will stand over those words with my last breath. Not good enough. And I want to see that risk assessment. So if anybody, if any councillor is listening who's willing to help me get that, and uh, I know that Fergal, you can ask Fergal to put together an email to the Chief Executive Office to see can we get that risk assessment document released to us. It's a public it's a public document. It's a public document. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. We have a voice note in on the very same thing. That's this one is a joke. I'm sorry no like but like crow control. God almighty and then he he's he, he cheek to say the the cost of public toilets. That's an absolute disgrace. It is no problem charging the rates for all the companies that are in town and expects them then to provide public toilets for people. Absolute disgrace for men. Frank, um, I've always also said that every major city that I can think of 
has an event. Belfast has one, I think, this weekend. Dublin had one last night, and you were watching it on the telly. Good morning. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Good, good. Good yeah. enough? Is, is what's being, it's what we're being told good enough. It's an absolute and utter disgrace, PJ. And I mean, it's about time, I mean, listening to Kieran McCarthy, no, no, just like having a game and pass the book. I mean, why are councillors elected? At this stage, I, you know, I'd nearly give up. They have absolutely zero power. Why not go in and put down a motion and no confidence in Anne Doherty? Well, I think he happens. made the point, and he was very clear in making the point, this is a decision that was made on the other side of the house. That, that seems very much to be the case. Yeah, again, we passed the book. Yeah. That's what, I mean, okay, you said it's too late, PJ, for this year. You know something? It's not. Why doesn't everybody, you have quite a good listenership now, get into Emmett Place at 6 o'clock tonight with your kids? They are going to be turning them on, like. You know, you know just get in there. I mean, is this. Well, there's no it, safety provision there for that, Frank, understand. so I couldn't be endorsing it. You know what I mean? I know you couldn't endorse it, but I, I certainly could. But I mean, is it going to be invited guests tonight, so with their own children? Who knows? I mean, you remember mm. last year when the same controversy blew up. There was a beautiful picture on the front of the examiner of our Lord Mayor at the time with a very smiling young child, and nobody knew whose child it was, maybe a grandchild, maybe not, at the switching on of the lights. Mm-hmm. Because they, they have, there is a switching on. They have to be turned on. Hey, listen, Middleton, which was under a three-foot of water, <laughs> That's right, not yeah. a few weeks ago, is having an event. For Moy... What would what, have a huge thing going on? Yeah. I mean, I watched it last night on RT News. Uh, it was Grafton Street, Dublin, yeah. and it was in, in conjunction with um, some children's charity, something yeah. like, they're like Make-A-Wish, something similar. Yeah. And they had two beautiful kids who weren't, who weren't too well uh, do the switch on, and to see the joy yeah. that was there, and yeah. not, not a barrier inside, PJ. Frank, you've someone here, it's a long time since I was a child. And that moment of joy is precious to me. Uh, well, I mean, the way you act sometimes on Christmas, I I question that, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, but no, I mean, it's an absolute. It's it's crazy, like. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of disquiet and a lot of displeasure and a lot of people saying it's simply not good enough. Frank, thank you. And the Dublin one, Grafton Street, was on the news last night. Glasgow has one. Belfast has one. Galway had an event, Waterford has an event, Middleton, which was underwater a few weeks ago, is having an event, London, Paris, Rome, they'll all have Christmas events, but we don't, we don't. 0818969696, I want to see that risk assessment, I want someone to get it for me. 0818969696, now let us go back to town, as in return to the discussion of yesterday. When I spoke to Carol from Best Buds in the Winthrop Arcade, speaking to me as a retailer in the city and the kind of things that they were dealing with. And Carol wants a forum to be set up in the new year that retailers in the city can actually have a say in. And in fact, I had an email after the show from Councillor Mick Finn, who's going to bring a motion to council, I think, to call for the setting up of such a forum to take place in the City Hall. And that's progress, even in in 24 hours. But let's go back to what Carol was saying about the city centre and the things that bother the retailers. 
I think the one complaint that I have heard more than ever before in the last probably four or five months is just the expense of the parking. It has gone up so much. Mm -hmm. Accessibility is like somebody would say, yeah, I want to buy that chair, but when do I get in? How do I get in? When are the streets closed? I can't come up the street in the morning, can't come down the street in the morning. I think we need to reverse things a little bit. I was driving into town. I live in Crosshaven. I was driving in last Sunday and I saw the ramps up to Mahon Point were bumper to bumper. And I said, why Why are people queuing to go in there and they're not queuing to go into my shop and my other fellow retailers? And it's because I said to my sister, why is that happening? She said, it's accessibility and, and it's free parking. Yeah. And if that's part of what's stopping people to come to town, the council must consider for their benefit as well, because there's rates. There's like to, we pay our government taxes in PRSI, employers PRSI, taxes. All of those. There's a huge contribution to the economy from retail. You yeah. suggest a couple of questions, two questions. One, what stops you stops you from going to yes. town as a yes. consumer, as a customer? The other one is what would stop you from opening a business. But can we focus on that one and maybe take it for the rest oh of God, the day? Fantastic, yeah. Okay. Let's so it's a different, as you say, it's a different agenda item as opposed to parking and accessibility. Mm-hmm. But if we got the if we got the public to tell us, well, what that's, stops you from coming into town? That's in what way? I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm going to throw it out there. Let's start there. On the back of this conversation, what stops you coming in? We ran that yesterday with Carol. We got a couple of calls on the air, and let's have a couple more. Tony, morning. Hi, hello, Peter. Peter, I, I walk up in the railway station regularly, a bit up and down the cove there. And from the end of Plunker Street to the GPO, I, be tapped, I get tapped at least four times. It's, it, and a lot of these people, I don't mention any names, some of these people are local, they're professionals at it, you well, know. The, the beggars, you mean, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And some, uh, I, I get, also get the impression that uh, some of the people that run from between Alpunka Street, run the bus station generally and GPO. But I get the impression that uh, a lot some of them are on the, the funny stuff as well, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you come into town for your Christmas shopping? Um, I only come into town if I have to get something, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'd be up and down. I'd be up and down to Cove because I do a bit of walking in Cove there, and you know that's one of my favourite walks, the five foot way, you know. Yeah, yeah. So and um, I I'd walk back into town and get the bus, get the bus home, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you wouldn't be inclined to do too much shopping unless you had to. Unless I had to, you know. You know, I just go into town to do what I have to do and that's it and get out, you know. Mm. All right, Tony, thank you for the call. 0818969696. And you know what? You can tie some of what Tony is saying in with my conversation earlier with Jer about what happened to Lee, 19-year-old Lee, and we'll podcast that interview later with Jer. Um, Cynical horrible, nasty robbery on a very vulnerable 19-year-old lad who happened to have a lot of money in his pocket because he likes to carry his money. And he got robbed of over €1,600 this day week by a chancer he met on the bus. Um, PJ, there are some rough and ready lads around, but they'd never do that to a vulnerable young fella. Pure scumbag. I hope he's found and thrown to the wolves, whoever he is. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. With regards to the switch on of the lights, not good enough, says Maeve. The ordinary people will continue to observe other events taking place at City Hall, but there's an elite ceremony 
at Emmet Place tonight. God willing, Cork wins something in the next year or so. Is he saying we can't? Oh, this is a good question. Oh, this is an excellent question, says Kevin. God willing, if Cork wins something in the next year or so, is he saying we can't welcome Sam or Liam, maybe both of them, because of crowd control? What he's basically saying is Cork City is incapable of holding events. Any wonder I go to Limerick every Christmas. The distance is around the same. It never enters my head to go to Cork. Uh, the lady now is explaining it brilliantly. That's, yeah, I think you're referring back to Carol. Thanks, Kevin. Listening to the Lord Mayor this morning, I think it's disappointing. You're not going to celebrate the lighting switch on in your city. We talk every day about getting people into the city for shopping for a different experience. I know the excuse is crowd control, but that's ridiculous. If you want your own amazing experience, come to Middleton on Sunday. When we're there, with a fabulous Christmas celebration, there's been lots of sorrow and misery in our town due to the flooding. This is going to bring a bit of joy and happiness. The Lord Mayor will take a leaf out of the volunteers in Limerick. Or I beg your pardon, in Middleton. Thank you. Volunteers in Middleton, says Anne-Marie. There you go. Middleton was under a, fo- a yard of water. Only weeks back. And they're going to have an event. Fermoy was in trouble with the floods. They're going to have an event. Do you know? But we can't. Uh, because of something to do with safety. I want to see that assessment. I'm putting it out there now. I want to see that assessment. If there's any councillor, elected councillor of our 31 councillors who'll take the cudgels up for me and try and try and wrench that, that report and get me a copy of it, I'd be more than delighted. And We can put in it in a requested writing ourselves, but if it comes with some electorate background, back, backing, then... It would be nice to get our hands on it. 0818 96 96 96. A quick thank you before I go to the break. Uh, Lister didn't want to give the name. That's okay. Could we mention John and Siobhan, two paramedics in McCroom, and just say thank you for taking care of her young grandson last evening. You know who you are. They know who they are. Happy to pass it on. Our paramedics are... Frontline workers of the highest quality. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, focused solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, 
Also, smallwigs, who are on the path to becoming bigwigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. I mentioned this. They said I'd come back to it. It's, uh, it's interesting. There are billions of views on TikTok at the moment for a hashtag, soft life. And another one, soft living. It's nearly 28 million views. What is it? Well, there's a story in... Um, UK style magazine about a woman called Eve Bocar. She's 25. She's quit her job and is embracing the soft life. She says, I don't need the competitiveness of the job market to be happy. I want a relationship and I want a house. They'll happen at some point. I'm on my own timeline. I'm just like myself and I like where I am right now. And I'm living a soft life. She lives with her dad. She works in an administrative role. She says, be kind and compassionate to yourself. It'll all work out. You are good enough. Soft living. A billion views of this on TikTok. It involves just not engaging with the rat race, is what you might call it. It says you need to be mindful. This is this is a psychiatrist. A psychologist rather called Dr. Becky Spellman is an expert in these things. And she said, mindfulness... A simple schedule, just to do what you can do. Do what's important. Prioritize that which matters and forget the rest. Say no if something doesn't suit you. Make space to relax and look after yourself. She also recommends we disconnect from our technology as much as we can. Put away the screen. Relax, reflect, read. Go into nature. Do things slowly. Have a slow ritual. Have a long bath. Have a cup of coffee that you enjoy from start to finish, not swallow it quickly. And engage with nature. All lovely things. The soft life. All lovely things. For people who have a whole pile of time on their hands. But clearly the world is embracing the soft life with a billion views on TikTok. I'd love to. God, I'd love to. It sounds fabulous. It sounds like, ah, lads, it sounds great. It sounds like red wine and chocolate, like. It just does. I wouldn't have the slightest hope of ever doing it, though. I don't think most people listening would have either. 0818969696. Now, Megan, I, I read your story in uh, the examiner. Neve Griffin had a story, the health correspondent there. Since that appeared... The problem has been sorted, which I'm, I'm happy to hear. It's about your daughter trying to get to see a GP. Now tell me about her. Good morning. Good morning. Um, she's 14, um, so she had a GP, and it was a family friend who was a GP. He's since retired and sold his practice. But my daughter hasn't needed to, to see a GP, thankfully. She's not a sick child. I'm not one to just run to the doctor for something either. So I'd kind of just get over the counter stuff. And obviously then if it gets worse, I will go to the doctor. But 
any time she had been sick and needed to see a doctor, it always happened to be after hours, so it was always South Dock. So she actually hasn't been seen by them since 2010. Then recently she um, had a knee injury and they needed to get an MRI and you have to get a referral from your doctor. So rang the surgery, just looking to make an appointment and they said, oh, she's not on a register. And I said, but I never asked for her to be taken off the register because, you see, we were all in that surgery and then I moved, we moved um, house, so I wanted a surgery near where I was living because I was pregnant. So I moved out of the surgery, but I left her in the old surgery, say. Oh, so you have a new doctor in Glenmire? I have a new doctor in Glenmire, yes. But she was still with the other surgery? Yeah, well, as I thought. <laughs> yeah, so when she um, needed the, the MRI then, you rang them? That's right, I rang her own surgery. They said, oh, she's already been taken off her list. And I said, but why? I never asked for that. And they said, oh, they were in their rights to do it. They haven't seen her since 2010, so they just took her off. And I was kind of in shock, and I was like, I didn't know how to answer that. So I said, oh, okay, fine. Um, and then I rang the HSE, and I rang Citizens Advice. Citizens Advice said they're well within their rights to do it. And the HSE, they told me basically if she had a medical card, they wouldn't be allowed to take her off their register. But because she's a private patient, they can, they can do that. So because she hadn't been seen for so long... And the doctor has retired, they took her off the books, and she was left without a practice to call her own, as it were. She needed an MRI. She didn't have a doctor to sign her off for one. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I had to go to um, Dr. 365, um, which they are fantastic. I have had to go there once or twice with my younger kids as well, because it would have been a fashion. So, you know, they're so busy as well, and they couldn't see us. So we went out to Dr. 365, and they were able to give me um, a referral letter and to be honest they're actually cheaper than a GP as well so I think it was 40 to, or 45 or something to see them whereas if I went to a GP it would have been 60 euros no that's fine I've no problem paying it but I just needed the GP for her but they wouldn't and the practice that I'm with although they are fantastic I must admit the, who I'm with they are very very good but they wouldn't take her on four times I rang for different occasions and said, look, are you still not taking patients? They said, no, no, we're not, sorry. And it was just, that was it. They weren't taking them, you know. And I know I'm not the only one in this position. There's loads in, that, in this position and it's desperate. Like, you know, where where you're living in the country you're living in, you should have a GP, simple as, whether you're private or medical card. And that's another thing that kind of, you know, it was if she had a medical card, they could get her on any list. So it's like, because myself, my husband works full-time, I'm self-employed, we, we're not entitled to a medical card, but it's like you're being discriminated for because you work. Yeah. We're told all the time, and I've had doctors on the programme regularly who say there's such a shortage of GPs in the system now that most doctors' books are full. Yeah, yeah, it's a disgrace, really, because like they're building all these houses everywhere. I know where I'm living only around the corner they're supposed to be building another four or five hundred houses which is fabulous because people need houses and people want to buy or you know get corporation houses or whatever so it is great but they're not thinking of build all those houses and like the practices that are around here that I have rang because I rang everyone around my area they're not taking on You tried three or four practices didn't you to get her I've tried loads I've tried Blackpool I've tried the place I was in Glanmire and other places in Glanmire I've tried Mayfield I've tried Balavala I've tried loads mm-hmm. so I got the same answer from everybody the answer was no 
Yeah. Now, the good news is you got a call from your own doctor's practice to say they'll take her on. Big relief there. Yeah, geez, definitely. It's brilliant. I'm delighted that she's gotten somewhere now. If if needed, that at least I know I can go somewhere because, as I said, it was a case of I'd have to tell her, oh, wait till six o'clock now to be sick because we can't go anywhere until South Talk opens. That, that, that's where I was at with her. Like. And the problem with South Talk is, and again, look, teenage, teenagers, teenage boys and teenage girls, but I think especially girls, if they want to see a doctor, they want to see the same doctor. But South Talk, you don't know who you get until you arrive. That's it. South Talk is a different doctor every time. Um, doctor 365, although they're fantastic as well, it's a different doctor every time. But like even with South Talk, if you say, for argument's sake, oh, it's past six and I have to ring them, like because they are so busy as well, because I'm not taken away from doctors and South Talk and that, that they're all busy. But you could ring at half six, they might ring you back till 10 o'clock. What good is that then? Or even after that, and then chemists are closed and you can't get the prescription that she needs until the next day and that's going into another 24 hours of, you know so it's just it was it was a disaster and it's an absolute disgrace like that you know that it's so hard to get a doctor that's actually a good point that you make like that even if you ring South Dock at six or half past you mightn't be seen until nine or ten in the evening and then the pharmacies are closed and then she can't get the antibiotic or what she needs until the following yeah. day and that has happened us before has it um, yeah, you know, she came home from school and she sore throat and stuff and I was saying, oh, I'll give you, you know, the suitors or whatever. And then by kind of seven, and she was getting really sore, so I said, oh, I'll ring South Dock. So in the end, I knew it was translated that she had, but they didn't ring us back till like that. It was like 10, half 10 or something and the chemists were closed then. And, and again, obviously, I'm not the only person that that would have happened to, but, you know, that's, that's unfortunately because they are so busy as well that that is happening people are sick they need to be seen simple as and if you don't have a GP like what do you do then go to go to the hospital but sure like when it's only for something like small like tonsillitis or something like that you're not going to rave up an a can you give me a prescription there for tonsillitis you know what I mean but look as they say it, I, it was Mandy Hagerty that I got onto she got onto Thomas Gould and his secretary got onto the HSC and then in turn got onto the Irish Examiner Um. So, and it was the examiner that my own GP um, they said that they saw the story in the examiner and so thank God they have taken her on Publicity helps 100% 100% yeah well I, well I hope it's a doctor that your daughter won't need very often but at least she has one Fingers crossed and I will say I thank God I'm lucky touch wood she's, she's a healthy child and she doesn't be sick very often thank God so hopefully she won't need it too often, but at least she'll have somebody now. Megan, have a good day. And you too. Thanks very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's 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 very glad to see that that was sorted out. But it shouldn't take someone going to the media, be it the paper or the radio, to to get into a GP's practice. And look, I understand that they're all busy, and I understand that we have a huge shortage of GPs, massive shortage. <sighs> At least she's been sorted out now. But the whole idea that you have to wait until after six o'clock to be sick, because then you, you'll get to go to South Dog. And remember the other thing that came up during the year. Now, the explanation I got for this was that Dr. 365 doesn't have a medical card number, as in it isn't a medical card practice. But it was just a little surprise that I had to take my fella, my young lad, to Dr. 365 there 
in the summertime, before we went on holidays, he had an ear infection. We saw the doctor. She wrote a prescription, um, paid cash. Now, because of his disability, uh, my boy has a medical card. So I went to the chemist and put in the prescription and put up the medical card on the counter and the pharmacist said to me, actually, we can't do medical card for Dr. 365. Fine, look, whatever it was, I paid it. It wasn't particularly expensive. But I said, since when? She said, no, we can't ever. We can't do, we can't apply the medical card to a Dr. 365 prescription because they don't have a medical card number. But a lot of people didn't, wouldn't have known that. Beware of that. If you go, and they're a great service and they've great doctors and they'll see you quickly. And like Megan said, it is cheap. It's only about 45 quid. But beware of that. If you are a medical card patient and you go to Dr. 365, it's not covered by the medical card, but neither is your prescription. And it's not the fault of Dr. 365. They just don't have a, what we call a medical card number. Uh, just something that came up during the year and I thought I'd return to it briefly 0818 96 96 96 a, a level of disgust uh, with regard to what happened to young Lee uh, that I've rarely seen uh, we'll podcast the interview later with um, with his auntie um, but uh, robbed of over 1600 euro by an opportunist scut that he met in Patrick Street and got on the bus and this character recognised he was carrying quite an amount of money and proceeded to rob him of it. Opportunist, mean, nasty. Low life stuff. We will be waiting until at least 2024 for an official switch on of the Christmas lights, talking to the Lord Bear earlier on and we are going to pursue to see can we get that risk assessment and see how the council was told not to have an event because that's what they want us to believe that they were told not to have one they were told it wasn't safe the risk assessment said it wasn't safe I would like to see that written down thank you very much Uh, and then we go gung-ho for 2024 to see can we get it sorted out and Anne says just watch now just watch next year a council junket to Timbuktu to see how they organise a crowd you're a naughty woman. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Live. With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Corks 96 FM. The Big Drive Home. With Izzy Showbizzy. It's so on Cork's 96FM. Join me weekdays from 4pm where I'll play your favourite song even if you don't know the name of it. Could you play that song that goes uh, I adore you I adore you I'll be making your day with more amazing giveaways. Are you ready to give Amy some good news? Thank you. <laughs> and we'll have Oak Fire pizza vouchers up for grabs for choosing a tune on the takeover. So join me weekdays from 4pm. The Big Drive Home. With Clonakilty Food Company. Spikeball, tacos, pizza. Clonakilty Black Pudding is the making of any meal. So go on, be a rebel. Cork's 96 FM. 96 FM. It's coming up towards 11 o'clock on a Friday morning. Uh, time for another in our weekly installments of Hours to Protect. 
Powers to Protect. Brought to you by Cork's 96FM, the IBI, and funded by Commission Naman with the television license fee. Check out Hours to Protect.ie for more info. This week on Earth to Protect, we talk to the Cork business named Best Sustainable Cleaning Company of the Year. Dry ice cleaning is an environmentally friendly and non-abrasive method of cleaning. Damien McDonald took over Polarized Tech in 2016 and has made it his mission to change the way industry cleans. We specialise in dry ice cleaning or cryogenic cleaning. So we use uh, solid carbon dioxide uh, to clean processing production equipment across industry. So we, we travel throughout Ireland and in the UK uh, and ultimately we clean moisture sensitive or abrasive sensitive processing production equipment. Polar Ice Tech, which is based in Middleton, is one of the only companies offering this service in Ireland on a full-time basis and has been working with businesses across a number of sectors, including manufacturing, pharmaceutical, electrical, food and historical restoration. The company, which employs 10 people, has a customer base across the whole of Ireland and the UK. Daniel explains the unique cleaning experience. It is quite unique. The, the, the media itself is quite unique. It's very much a sustainable and eco-friendly media so it's it's classed as carbon neutral so you're not adding any additional co2 to the atmosphere uh you're capturing at source and just reusing and recycling that so um there's no chemicals or toxins or there's no secondary waste stream for instance um it's a totally dry cleaning process that's why we can clean really delicate let's say electrical equipment um as well with it um so you know you have very significant Reduction in carbon footprint, uh, there's no water, no water involved um, and it really aligns with, um, you know, the sustainable manufacturing, I suppose, or decarbonisation. I know there are words that have been banded about quite regularly these days, um, but dry ice cleaning has, has been around for quite some time and that's where we've seen really the increase in growth in our business. Polar Ice Tech has been honoured as the first company in Ireland to achieve the Business All-Star Best in Class Sustainable Cleaning Company 2024 accreditation from the prestigious All-Ireland Business Foundation. The accreditation is awarded to companies that demonstrate a commitment to environmental sustainability. We uh, just very recently from the All-Ireland Business Foundation, so we were um, Best in Class Sustainable Cleaning Business uh, 2024 and we also um, were accredited with uh, Business All-Star as well which is our second year in a row so look, this is really significant uh, for us as a, as a small business based in Middleton um, it's just amazing for, for the team really it's a huge team effort here we are a small company but we, we, we punch big um, and we have a very strong and regular customer base and our customers have really been really supportive um, so it's been it's really great to be recognised in that way A study carried out by ESB at the Ardna Crusha Hydropower Generating Station in County Clare showed that dry ice cleaning increased the quality of clean by 25 to 30% and reduced the cleaning time by 200 hours the process easily reached and effectively cleaned areas which were inaccessible using the previous cleaning method of cotton cloths, extension poles and white spirits. What has the uptake been for polarised tech to date? Yeah, we're, we're trading 18 years. Um, I suppose the process itself globally is probably around closer to 40 years. Um, we have a lot of regular customers in Cork and 
Uh, we have, I suppose, our main sectors would be the med tech industry. Uh, a lot of uh, pharmaceutical companies now we would clean processing production equipment. A lot of food and beverage companies as well are on Cork. So um, the the uptake is the uptake is pretty significant. We get lots of new interests and new inquiries. Go to trying to spread the word and educate people into the the, the benefits of using uh, dry ice cleaning. You know, because um, it's a it's a win win situation for sure. To learn more about dry ice cleaning, visit Polar Ice Tech online or visit the show notes of this episode. To protect. Brought to you by Cork's 96 FM, the IBI, and funded by Commission Naman with the television license fee. Check out hours to protect.ie for more info. And hours to protect back at the same time next Friday. Just some of your correspondence uh, on Megan and the doctor for her daughter. And she admitted very early on in her conversation with me that look, her daughter's a very healthy young person of 14 years of age hasn't needed to see a doctor an actual GP of her own since she was a baby but when she went back to the old GP when her daughter needed to see one she'd been taken off the books because that GP had retired Jackie says taking a 14 year old child off the doctor's register should not happen without they at least contacting the parent that's a good point, Jackie. You'd wonder why that didn't happen. Maybe it's because the doctor uh, simply retired. But John says that's fair enough. She hasn't seen a doctor for nearly 12 years. So are you suggesting, John, that that's okay then to take her off the, the books? Maybe you are. And maybe you are. Um, but if they are going to take her off, Jackie's suggestion's a good one. Then someone should contact the family and say, we're about to take your daughter off the list. Do you want that to happen? Fair points made by both there. Absolutely. And of course, the addition to it is if she had a medical card, she wouldn't be taken off the books at all. We'll podcast that later on. I would love to talk to someone who's a member of this syndicate, uh, Lotto Syndicate, who bought a ticket, a scratch card, at the Westlink service station on the lower Powladuff Road. And <laughs> they couldn't believe their eyes when they scratched off the card. It was a 20 euro all cash extravaganza card and it was 500,000 euro when they scratched it off. Half a million quid for the centre, for the, for the uh, syndicate on a scratch card, lads. Did you ever hear the like? They were, they were saying to Cork Bureau that they, they slept with the ticket until they had a chance to get to Dublin to cash it in. I'd love to talk to one of them. Like how many members of them? How many members are in that syndicate? Like if it's if it's five, then my God, it's a hundred grand each. If it's ten, it's fifty. If it's twenty of them, what is it, twenty five thousand or something like that? Each? I wonder who how many are in that. It'd be a nice handy Christmas to cover a few gas bills. So it will. Nice. Well done to you. Our latest millionaires from Cork Lotto Half millionaires. Half millionaires. Imagine that, a scratch card. I'd nearly be tempted to buy a scratch card on the way home now. Can you imagine? You know, and there's a half million quid on it. 
Oh, would you sleep? Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, focus solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Quartz 96 FM. The minds are live. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Mind with PJ Coogan. Now we've had some communication from residents uh, and people around Denfield Park. So I have an update there for you in just 20 seconds. Um, But first to tell you that it is back for Christmas 2023, the Corks 96FM 10K toy giveaway. It all starts again. We want to fill your Christmas with fun and play. It's back. All the details Monday morning with Lorraine and Ross at quarter past eight. The 10K toy giveaway back again only on Cork's 96FM. So, Glenfield Park, that incident, whatever it was, the Garda activity, whatever it was, is now over. Uh, We understand that evidence has been taken away from a house in the area. There don't seem to have been any arrests. Uh, The people in contact with us off air say that contrary to some of what's on Facebook, people were not told to stay in their houses, but no one came out anyway. They just wanted to stay out of the way keep a low profile. There were people working on the road at the time. They were told to stop and nobody was allowed to drive in or out during the Garda activity. We are asking for an update at the moment from the Garda press office. They were very tight-lipped. As you heard there in News with Katie, the Garda press office were extremely uh, tight-lipped because they said they don't comment on an ongoing operation. Well, it seems that operation is over now, so maybe they'll tell us a little more. Uh, The people communicating with us from inside or indeed, there's a crash in that area. So some people were contacting and said they were worried about the the kids in the crash. It, it seems to be over. Something has been taken out of a house. There haven't been any arrests. Um, but people now are getting on with the rest of their day up around Glenfield Park. So it is what it is. And as I said, we have asked the uh, the guy at the press office to give us uh, more. 0818969696, the number. The text to WhatsApp is 083. 396 96 your email opinion at 96fm.ie back to the issue of the city centre and uh, yesterday in my conversation with Carol from Best Buds and she focused on a few things about the city centre that presently bothers retailers I told you after that that uh, Councillor Mick Finn former Lord Mayor had sent me an email to say that he will be I'll read it in a minute for you to say that he will be raising the issue of a forum for the retailers uh, as early as possible into the new year, which that'll be a win anyway for Carol and some of her friends. But she also asked me to pose some questions. One of them being to listeners, uh, are you going to come in to town for your Christmas shopping? And if not, why not? Now, uh, re- referring back to my conversation earlier with the Lord Mayor about the Christmas lights and there being no event, I, I can't stress strongly enough how much I'd like people to come into the city over the next few weeks and sample our wonderful city at this fantastic time of the year. And I absolutely, lights or no lights, switch on or no switch on, I'd love people to do that. I'll be doing it myself. I'll be coming in 
on the bus as often as I possibly can. I'll be in this evening, actually. But Diana, will you be around town? Will you be doing your shopping in the city centre? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. No, genuinely, I would not. I would love to think that I would need to come in. But to be honest, trying to find parking, trying to find affordable parking in a place that's reasonably close to where I want to get to would be almost impossible. Yeah. And I mean, I've got arthritis in both hips, so my walking isn't great. And for me, a half a mile is about as much as I can do. Okay. Whereas over in Ballancolic, which is only two miles over the road from us, I can get parking just outside the shopping centre. Mm-hmm. I can do anything I want in the shopping centre in a short space of time and get back home and I'd have to have any parking issues or parking fees or anything like that. To be fair, there's a lot of parking in Ballancolic. Is it all free? Yes. Wow. Unless you get clobbered by <laughs> by staying over the limit. <laughs> yeah, 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 and you, what, you get three hours in most places, don't you? Uh, I think so, yeah, two to three hours. And I mean, that gives you a chance to meet up with friends for coffee as well. So you don't have many major difficulties getting to anywhere. And nearly, I mean, you've got Dunn's, you've got Tesco, you've got a few local shops there. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think at the last count, there's something like 11 pharmacies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ballancolic, very, very well, sir. You said that you, you, you won't have to come in. If you had to, would you? Uh, well, we come in about once a fortnight to go into the English market for about five minutes. Okay. Um, so where do you so, park when you do that? Well, my husband has a walking disability as well, so we often use the disabled parking when it's available. If it's not available, I think you're allowed 10 minutes in a loading zone. Yeah. So we can park nearly bang outside the market for about five minutes, go in, get what we want and get out again. Yeah. And there was a time there some months ago when I needed to go in to, for an appointment in town, in um, uh, the top of the Grand Parade. Yeah. And it was on a Sunday. And I thought, yeah, drive in, no problem, Sunday. Come on, lads. Judas Priest trying to find parking. I know. I know. And eventually, when I did, I had nearly had nearly half a mile to walk up to the Grand Parade to meet, to go for my appointment. Yeah. yeah. And the person I was seeing, he comes in every Sunday, and he has to park up in Grattan Street or some or up a good bit away anyway. Yeah. But and it's just this, mm. oh, I don't know. It's just this whole. It's just so frustrating. I think that I, seemed to be the big problem that was being cited by by Carol anyway as a retailer and she said she and I played the back the clip earlier on she and her sister were driving past the slip road up to Mahan Point last weekend and her sister remarked look at the queues to get up that slip road why are there no queues into town free parking easy access not the same in the city very little absolutely. parking and what is there is expensive uh, absolutely and I mean if you go if you park into a one of the queue parks or something and if you go one minute over the hour, That's right. you're charged double. Yeah, it's a very yeah. expensive one right there. In the, it's a nice car park, the one right there in the centre of the Grand Parade, but by God, it's expensive. You'd be watching Absolutely. your watch. Like, any time I park there, and I do, any time I have cause to park there, I set an alarm on my phone for 10 minutes before my parking is due to expire because it gives me time to get back. 
Good thinking, Batman. But I do, I love getting the bus in, and if I get in, unless if anything major to do, I get the bus in, and I'm very lucky with that. But, I mean, you, you're coming in from... Are you on the Ballincollig bus route? Like, would you? No, no, we're on the Inascara bus route, and buses there are about as... Uh, I wouldn't say they're as rare as hen's teeth, but... Um, That's there'd be about There'd be quite a few hours between buses. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately. Diana, thank you for that call. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Am I going to three, lads? Yes, I am. Three. Kai, you were listening to the story about Lee earlier this morning. That's what would put you off. Morning. You got a radio on there, Kai? Can you knock it down for me, please, if you could? Fergal, just reminded there. Take the maybe take take the phone off because she's hearing me a few seconds before after. She's hearing herself. Are you there, Ka? I'm here. I'm in ah, great. Now. That's yeah. great. Great altogether. So, what happened to Lee? That really, really vexed me. I was very, like, oh, I tears in my eyes. And then, it was like your passion as well, because I know it's like it hits, heart, it hits home to you as well. Does you? But, like, it's, uh, no, it's despicable what happened for number one. It's terrible. Now, as you know, you were, I was on before in Born and Bred in the North Side. No yeah. judgment with anybody about tone or anything like that. Yeah. Um, the thing about town is um, about the homeless people are people begging. I have a five-year-old and a ten-year-old and I bring them in. I have to give them change each going in because they like giving money to everyone they see on the street. Sure. Could be five cents, ten cents, good nature. But you see, then there's the, what happened to Lee and I'm talking about homeless people. I'm just talking about what's going on inside in town. It's frightening to see on a number two bus and you're sending your child out and he's a happy-go-lucky child as you said and all that. And about um, inside in town be honest with you, like it's it's frightening. Yeah. Like I'm at, I'm at the number two bus stop coming home from Merchant Ski Sunders, and I have my bag. I have put my bag in between my legs because I'm so conscious of will the bag be taken or you know just watching everything because they they do watch. Like Merchant Ski is a terrible thing for that, and I can understand why people uh, are afraid to go in. To be quite honest with you, mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do you know, listening to our city fathers for want of a better expression, yeah. Lord Mayor and co, they would accuse the media, and I use that in a broad term, of talking Sorry? down the city by talking about negative stuff. Well, I don't know where they're getting that from. It's not 96 FM anyway. <laughs> I'm saying come in, but you're telling yeah. me why you mightn't. You know? Well, no, I would. You see, like I am, you'd love me as a shopper. I'm brilliant. I could go in now today and see what I wanted. Deciding pennies, because when you two kids, it's a different story. I go in, I get them. I'm not a one for browsing around. But I can understand, I mean, people are coming, they've managers for Christmas, they're going in town, they've money on them, do you know this kind of a thing? Managers, I, God, can do still, do managers. people still do a manage? They do, the diddlum, my man used to call it. The what? The diddlum. The diddlum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Do the diddlum, two, your, two pounds a week. <laughs> yeah. That's a great uh, old cocky expression, a manage. Christ. Yeah, a manage, yeah, uh, the manage. I want to start doing my stuff in January this year. Um, I said, I've lost 20 years. But no, I can understand people's point of view, um, and it's terrible because there's great things in. I mean, that band that be by the the old modern, it's not modern anymore. What's that now? You know, there's a band there to be playing constantly. My my young fellow loves that. Oh, he loves yeah. them. Yeah. Super super dry. This was in the modern. No, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. There's always a band there. They're very right, nice. Yeah. People sit down and listen, and they record them. There's a great buzz. Yeah, there's a bunch you of know? lads who'd be playing ballads outside the old yeah, Debenhams as well. Um, I love Frank, the, I love the you know, buskers. Frank from the north side, that feeds the pigeons in Emmett Square. I, what videos I have of him. 
it's fantastic. Yeah, I I love uh, the, the the buskers around town at Christmas. Oh, I They're love fabulous. it. Fabulous. Yeah, you get but choirs. My people are nervous though. Yeah, of course you do. Of course you, you know? do. I mean, it's a sad state of affairs as well when you see CCTV cameras inside in um, Bernardos and places like that. Yeah, people that you know. I do not. You see, there's some very genuine people, and uh, the homeless. Like my son, I would say, in the weather was bad. The young fellow, he's six now, actually today. He would say, what about the homeless? There's some genuine people out there. Mm. But then there is people, I'm, I'm sorry, no, screwing the system and screwing the kindness of people. There, there's some, well, some well, people... Uh, look, if you look at that fella that targeted yeah. Lee, yeah, he spotted was, his opportunity. Yeah. It but was, was mean He was just nasty, looking out for someone. Yeah. Mean and nasty and cynical. Yeah. You know? I hope he's yeah. caught. I really do. I was very vexed while ago, to be honest with you, and uh, that's why I sent the message. I said, like, that, that, that fear is in him now even getting on the bus again. Do you know that's this right. kind of a thing? That's right. You know? That, it's that, very that little, and, and a lad like that, you know, his his simple pleasures, like, okay, pleasures. he wants to yeah. carry his money around his pocket. And let him. Crying, huh? He <laughs> wants to go around yeah. with a speaker. Let him. He wants to get the bus into town. Let him. Let him. You're, like, he hasn't been given independence, but I think, no, that's actually been taken away from him. Yeah, fear, that's, like. that's so true. That's that's you know? so true, Kat. That's He's, so true. That that you know, yeah. apart from taking his money, apart from taking his money, that character. Because his, his confidence is gone. I mean, you know, his like confidence. if he was, he's very innocent, obviously, from what I heard. I was only crying where the guy really was. I was very upset about it, and I said, "Oh my god!" But you know, that's all targeted. Like they, they, like these people get up in the morning, and go right. Where be the best place to go now? What do we do? They're they're just. There's something you see on the television. They're looking out for people that are vulnerable. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And that's a, that's a reason why, and I'm not bigging it up too much, but that's a reason why some people wouldn't go to town, is they know they're being watched, and they yeah. know they're being you know, cased, as it were, as they walk. But cased, yeah. basically. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard it from first hand, from friends of mine that, thank God, got out of, got out of the, the worst situations they were in. And, like, sometimes it's... A, it's see... How can I put it now? Do you know petty people or whatever and shoplift? Sometimes people do it for a way to live. Like, they need to, need to do it, which Understood. is very sad. Understood, yeah. But then there's other people, it's their, it's their actually bread and butter. It's their income. That's, That's what true. they do. That's and they're all, I tell you, they're, they're, they're dressed damn well, I said half of them. I'm just very upset about the coat and he was delighted that someone admired the coat and the money was in the pocket. I know, and it's awful, it's awful and people can hear that interview back. We'll we'll podcast after the show. Ka, thanks very much. And Ka saying she won't be coming in um, as much as she would like to because of things like that and maybe that's why people don't want to do their Christmas shopping. Ka comes in, gets her bits and pieces and goes out again. But she's always very wary Always watching what's going on around her. Parking is the big one for you, dear mid, is it? Good morning. Oh, yes, that's a big issue. I also have walking difficulties, uh, so I'm limited to maybe a mile at best. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is, people have to realize that every council in Ireland's agenda is to remove all parking spaces from the entire city centers of, of Ireland. Anything bigger than Mallow will have no parking in the center at all. At all, mm. there are and cities all over the world. Yeah, there are cities all over the world where they do this, where they take parking out of the centre of the city. It's, 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 a, it's a trend. Yeah, well, you see, the trend is that uh, you're in the future. You'll live in a 15-minute city like Mallow, and uh, you won't be allowed to go to Cork for anything, except in extreme emergencies. 
And um, you mean the, to drive? To walk, even. A 15 minute city means that everything is going to be within 15 minutes walk of where you live. And if you have to live nice, though. Really? If you live in the countryside, you'll be rounded up and pushed into a city like Mallow or Dingle or Tralee or something. Oh, yeah. It's the UN Agenda 2030 and UN Agenda 2050. Oh, to, 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 no to do what? To, to, force us, to force us to move to cities? Not only going to force you to move to cities, um, you're going to be forced into some box, a uh, little box, and told that's uh, your maximum carbon limit. And it'll be something like a 10 by 10 box. And, uh, where like where did you see that? I've never seen it, that. You see, that's the problem. People are not looking. It's, uh, you just uh, type in um, agenda, United Nations Agenda 2030 and Agenda 2050. And it's all there. There'll be what they call um, yeah. uh, grid cities. Okay. Uh, it's, it's all there. Okay. I mean, okay. well, well, people can look that up if they, if they want to do that, if they've got time with themselves over the weekend. But come back, to, come back to the cost of parking, which is, as you say, astronomical these days. It's astronomical. I mean, I got fined 120 the other day. I went up to Dublin for some reason, and um, I went into the McDonald's, and I took a bit longer than I normally would. Came out, and there'd been a two-hour limit on the car parking space there. And um, so I went through all the procedures to say, well, look, you know, I'm a customer and uh, um, I met somebody and we got talking a bit longer and I, I hadn't seen the notice when I went in. And uh, no, nothing doing. Yeah. They, they just want their money, which apparently I found out McDonald's is very, uh, very often in America, you use that park, parking policy as well. No, money. I don't know about that, but, but oh, yeah, yeah. But you, you, there, there are, I know the centres in Dublin, some of the big centres, if you've been there for... Just under two hours, you can get your ticket validated. I know they do it in Dundrum. You get your ticket validated, and your, t- and your parking is free. And if you go over it, then you start to pay. I know, I know that certainly happens. But the cost of parking bothering Dermot. That's what's troubling you. Thanks, sir. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. I don't know anything about UN Agenda Twenty or Agenda Fifty. I'm, I've seen them. Feel free. Feel free to read it up for yourself if you want to. 0818969696. Parking in parts of Kerry, PJ, is a euro a day, says Bina. Oh, yeah. One of my favourite places in the world, Killarney, Bina. There's a fabulous car park. As you drive into Killarney, you come down the hill, there's a roundabout, there's a church on your right, and there's a hotels and the train station on your left, and there's a car park right in front of you there behind the hardware store. That's a euro. Like, that's for not. It's for nothing, and you can leave the car overnight on a Saturday, as I've done it. You can even leave it overnight in the week time, and once you pay in advance, the fa- and it, it, yeah, Killarney's dirt cheap to park in. I think Tralee is similarly cheap. Yeah, uh, PJ got a forty euro fine because I was twenty minutes out on the parking app. I won't be going into the city again as a result. Yeah, the parking app's great once you remember it. <laughs> once you remember it, um. The other problem with the parking app, and be careful of this, I have two cars on the parking app. So I remember what happened to me. Oh, God, this is a couple of Christmases ago now. It was in Douglas. And I went down to Douglas into the, the Woolen Mills place there, and Apoca have their own app. So I went in and I parked the car, and you can pay to stay all night, which I did. Eight quid or something is nothing. Following morning came down, there's my car clamped. What had I done? I put the wrong car. So I'd still paid for my parking, 
but it was the wrong car. They could see. They could see. But no, I wasn't getting anywhere. APCOA, APOCA. Ap- <laughs> APOCA, I call it. And in the city centre, the app that the city, the, the city one is Cork City Park by phone. That's a great app. But it's it's got its drawbacks too because that one uh, is every time you top it up, they take a euro off you. They do. When you top it up, they take a euro off you. A euro like. And then when you ask them for a text reminder to say that your parking is about to run out, they charge you for that. Like, who else is charging for that stuff in 2023? I did ask John Maher to look in to that for me months ago, and he did, to be fair to him. And he came back and said, it's an automated charge by the provider. But I digress. 0818 96 96 96. There's plenty more. A diddlem. A diddlem. I'd never heard a diddlem before. I knew what a manage was, but I never heard of a diddlem. My granny used to collect everyone's diddlem on a Sunday night and warbetide anyone who didn't put theirs in. She had a special metal box, a little small notebook and a pencil, and everything was written down. Every last halfpenny was accounted for and dealt out to people on a given date in December. I used to be fascinated by it all as a child, but never knew exactly what it was, just that Granny had the diddlem, and everyone was deni- delighted when she brought the metal box out <laughs> close to Christmas. Thank you, Catherine. I, did, I knew what a manage was. But I had never heard. Did you, am I? Is that's new to me now? What a lovely word, diddlem. Join the conversation. This is the opinion line with Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Cox ninety six FM. Question ten: What god would petrify you if you looked at her? Medusa. Do you want the banco details now? <laughs> Are you that confident? I'm that confident. So you're saying so that there's no point in me even like... Oh, there's no point building up the expectation. You look Medusa in the eyes and you turn to stone, but you can unstone yourself with two grand. You just want to get it! Get in, you pup! I'm in love with the money! Not to start well done. It's worth the money to fortune. Can sure keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. The two grand minutes. I'm getting money. Listen to play at 7.40 and 8.40 every day. Lorraine and Ross in the morning. The money. On Cork's 96 FM. So it's 38 days to Christmas. The Lord Mayor was on me earlier on this morning asking people to come in. See the lights, do the shopping, enjoy the city centre. I endorse everything he said, absolutely everything he said. But we did disagree on the lack of a Christmas lighting switch on. And there are places the world over, the country over, down in Middleton, where they were under three foot of water not a month ago, they're having an event. But we can't have an event in the city. The Lord Mayor is citing health and safety. The chief executive is citing health and safety and crowd control. I have asked to see uh, publicly asked to see what the risk assessment report was. What written risk assessment did the council get? From whom did they get it? Did they get it from the appropriate authorities licensed to advise on these things? And I am like a dog with a bone of someone who says, I don't want to let it go until I see that. I want to see it in writing that they were told not to do it. Jackie, morning. Good morning, PJ. Good. You're I'm the same as yourself. Yeah, I 
was listening and I've never heard so much drivel come out of someone's mouth, to be perfectly honest. It was a past the buck situation. Mm. Like for years, it's been a great event in Cork coming in to see the Christmas lights being turned on. I remember when being brought in when I was a small child myself yeah. and I remember bringing my own in. Yeah. And it was a great evening. And now oh, they're, they're robbing us of that now as well. Mm. Things aren't bad enough in the city. I live in the city, as you know. And, yeah. you know, I was actually over town earlier there now. And on a Friday, it's usually packed. It's so quiet because of all the parking issues. But I don't know what, where they're getting this crowd control. Well, 2019, people Issue who were it. in 2010, there was a problem. 2019 was a problem. There was crushing. There was a problem with barriers and all of that. But they've had four well, years. Well, that was because where they had it, where they had it. You know what I mean? Four years to sort it out, like. Yeah, whereas Emmet Place is a fine, big, open space, mm-hmm. you know, and it would have been very, very easy to have done it from there and have get some child or someone to switch on the lights, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been lovely. And I just think, oh, I could say so many things, but I, I'm going to be kind, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, and, uh, <laughs> sometimes it's best. Biting my tongue. <laughs> Well, if I can't say and I say nothing at all as they say but it is but no I just think he's wrong I just think and I think city council are very wrong in what they're doing well I want to see where they you were know? told it's not safe and I want to see yeah, why they exactly and I would like to see it publicly I'd like to see it put up on their social media or whatever yeah. you know yeah. I mean Cork City Council do it they have a fabulous Instagram page why can't they put it up there why that why um, health and safety are saying not to do it let you us, know let us, let us and, see it in writing let us see it in writing yeah, yeah exactly and not, not a day before or the day of the event that should have been shown to the public say two weeks ago mm-hmm. I'd also like to know, when, you know when they started working on this because was it was it January as it should have been or was it you know it should have been because John Maher I'd say it was probably September could, could well be could well be. Yeah, well, I'd say it was only September gone by. You'd, yeah. hope, you'd, you'd, you'd hope for 2024 they'd do something better uh, because 2023 looks a bit like it's done for now. Um, there just isn't, it isn't going to happen, which is, which is unfortunate. But not acceptable. Not acceptable. Uh, no, not good enough. And I don't want to accept any drivel coming out saying, oh, no, no, we were told, we were told, we were told. Well, well who told you? What did they tell you? And did you ask them, is there a better way? Rather than not do it at all. Because I'm sure every other city in the world and every other major town in the world has its own health and safety issues. And for goodness sake, I cite Middleton one more time. Yes, a smaller place, but was under three foot of water this time last month. And they're having a day-long event, if you don't mind, to turn on their lights. Tony. Morning, Patrick Joseph. How are you? How are you, bye. What would you like to say? I'd like to just ask you, you're a man who knows everything. Well, just a question of you. <laughs> They're telling us that uh, they can't do the Christmas lights and all that thing because of crowd control and all yeah, that yeah, crap. Yeah. Does that mean so if St. Patrick's Day parade is gone and any other parades that we have to run down, down through the year? That's a good point, actually. Patrick's yeah. Day parade brings tens of thousands spread towards yeah. the city. Mm-hmm. And there's other ones in there, in there as well, isn't there? GA, if, if we were lucky, lucky enough to win All-Ireland. That's true. We have to wait any girls to do that. <laughs> yes. The Corpus Christi, which isn't as big as it used to be by any manner of yeah, means, but that's it still right, happens. Corpus Christi, yeah. Still Is happens. there an Easter one? Hmm? Is there one at Easter? No. I don't think there is one at Easter. But yeah. I, I, your, your, your point is valid, and other people are making it. We have other events. Yeah, other events, yeah. 
it's crazy. I think that, as that lady said, they're passing the book. Mm. They're ducking and diving. Mm. It's an executive function these days. Pretty much everything is gone from the elected councillors. Mm. Yeah. But mm. uh, this, this executive council, or what to call it, are the Cork people on that? Or the well, they are, yeah, to be fair. To be, to be fair, most of them are Cork people. Yeah. To be fair, they are. Yeah, it's just it's just a bizarre decision, and and one that they are trying to explain away with health and safety. And if I, I want to see it, I want to see that 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 recommendation in writing. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Tony. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Can we say best wishes to Elaine Cullinan getting married to Eric Walsh today in Dunamore? That's from all of her bridesmaids. Well, of course, of course, we can consider it done. Moira was on from Whitechurch. PJ, the bus leaves Whitechurch at 8 o'clock. That's it for the day. Two return buses at 4-ish and 6-ish. So I'd have to walk a mile to the bus stop. If I drove there, there's nowhere to leave the car. I love Cork City at Christmas, but I can't go because if I meet my buddy and we decide to go to the Chateau for a vino, a natter, and people meet other people, I can't participate fully because I'm running. The longer I stay in town, the dearer the parking. So people like me can't do what you'd like us to do as we would like to do too. Thank you, Moira. Then Alice brings another angle to it. And I have to say, I had this experience last Christmas. I was in the city on Wednesday. It wasn't a pleasant experience, says Alice. I felt like I was bothering the assistants. I'd like to support shops. I don't want to shop online. But you just feel a bit unwelcome when you go into some places in person. And that's a good point, Alice. Uh, I won't mention where this happened. But last Christmas, we came in to town of a Saturday. Bit of grub, bit of shopping. Just a family, just the three or four of us in the family. We took in the buskers and went down to the Christmas trees and donated to the Rotary Tree and donated to the Penny Dinners and all of that. And went in somewhere, I won't say where, for a drink. I was having a pint, herself was having a vodka, the umphala wanted a coffee. And the person at the bar told me, well, we, we can't really do coffee, you know. And I said, why not? Because there's a coffee shop out there. So there's a coffee machine behind you. So then I said, okay, look, just give him a Coke. It's fine. Then I asked for the missus, drink. She likes a particular brand of vodka. Uh, I was looked at as if I had three heads. Mustache. You only have that. Fine. But I just felt like saying, would you ever get a job? that you like, would you ever smile at me, for goodness sake? It just felt awful. And I know they're busy, and I know they're not particularly well paid, some of them. Follow-up on Glenfields Park. Uh, the examiner reporting on English in the last few minutes has reported that this is part of the Guard's response to that feud that we talked about earlier in the week with Paul Byrne. There have been a number of shooting incidents and a number of very unpleasant incidents and videos flying around the place over the last week or so. And according to Owen, who's uh, reporting in the Examiner in the last while, this is to do with that ongoing feud. And as Paul said the other morning, uh, he doesn't want to be reporting on a death or a serious injury anytime soon. And he hopes he's wrong, but he thinks it might be coming.
You sincerely hope it isn't. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, focused solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Fox96FM. Sarah was on. If we can't answer this today, we'll answer it in the next few days. Sarah wants to know where she can get a Christmas card in Braille. That's an excellent question. I'm sure they must be out there somewhere. A Christmas card in Braille, if anybody can help Sarah. Can I say well done, congratulations all round to Global Creative in Johnson Controls, one Albert Key. They won Best Internal Agency at the National Awards last night in Dublin. The whole team, which includes our former 96-year-old colleague and our dear pal, Jude O'Leary, they are buzzing and they'll be celebrating all weekend. Up Cork, well done lads. Well done, one and all. All right, last bit of business today. The very popular bus driver uh, around the city, a fellow called Ricardo. He's a Portuguese chap. And Ricardo has just opened a tapas bar. Now, he's driving the bus at the same time as opening this tapas bar and restaurant called Tugas Tapas. He's a busy, busy man and a very popular man. But, uh, Ricardo, how did you come to be in Cork in the first place? Morning to you. Hi, I came to Cork 11 years ago and I had no English, so I got my first job in Clayton in Cork City. I was in there for a few years until I learned my, all my English. And then I, I, I moved up and I was managing uh, Radisson. And then I found a job in Bosseran, as I still in there. That was a big change, going from working in restaurants and hotels to driving a bus. How, how did that come about? I loved the driving, you know. I was happy, you know, and I'm still happy. I'm still doing the dash, you know. I'm happy to be driving still, you know, because I like the, the driving. What routes do you drive? Well, I, I drive them all. Every single route from country to the CC, every single one, yeah. I'm, I'm a spare driver, so I, I drive everywhere. I live on the 220 and the 216 route, so you've probably driven me at one stage or another, I imagine. Oh, yeah, I do the 220, I do the 216, I do Limerick, I do Waterford, I do Galway, I do Dublin, everything, yeah. Super. You came to Cork to go to a match with your friends, your friends, and you never went home. Is that what happened? I went home, you know, but I like it here, so I, I move everything to here. Good I man. start a new life in, in Ireland. It's just I left everything behind what I have in there because there was a recession. It was very bad for it's still it's still bad for work and everything. And I moved to Ireland to start a new life. What do you like about it here? What what made you fall in love with the place? Oh, geez, people, the Irish people, they are such a crack. <laughs> you know, they are really. I I just love us. They 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 are friendly and. Uh, I like friendly people, you know, and I, I get on well with a lot of Irish people even. Most of my friends, they are, they're all Irish even, you know. Yeah. What let me say here was, it wasn't the weather, but it doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> the rain, it doesn't bother me anymore. And so many Cork people go to Portugal on, on their holidays, so they'd be familiar with Portuguese food. Oh, Jesus, they are here. Yeah. I have lots of uh, customers here in the restaurant. They are Irish, and they, they know already what they, they're looking for. You know, they love the, the codfish, the Portuguese codfish. 
and they just they just come and they ask it and they're like Jesus, how do you know that? Because that every single Irish person being Portugal, so they they try the the Portuguese food, all right? Yeah. When when did you decide that you were going to go for it and open a place? Ever son is is an spectrum is is autist. The services they are they are too expensive, you know. My wages, they are okay, but he needs more. He needs a lot of support and um, to, for the school and uh, OTs and all that stuff, you know? Sure, sure. And so I decided, I said, look, I, I'm going to, my son is going to be, he's going to grow up like a, a normal kid, like every single normal kid grow up. Sure. Because is is what I want for, for my son. And I said, look, I have to do money, so I need to open something. I need to, to uh, try something, you know? So yeah. I, I opened this restaurant. And you're happy with the response? There's a good response. Yeah, quiet moments and busy moments. We never know, do you know, when people come or not. I, I, I try with bookings to, to know how many people to, just to organize the staff. It's kind of, okay, it, it, it's enough for now because I know, it, because I had a business in Portugal and I know the beginning is just spending, 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 you know. Yeah. And, um, there's no profit. I know that. <laughs> so I've been spending, 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 and probably one day I'll have some money to do what I want for my son. Cork people know their Portuguese food. They, they visit Portugal. Some people even own property in Portugal. They know Portuguese food. So, so what's the favorite? They, they, they like to try everything, you know, and then they go. They, they come back for what they like. They're trying more on the food first, and then they, they say, "Oh, look, I like that. I'm going there to eat that." Do you know because I like it. What's the most popular on your menu at the moment? The most popular is the codfish. Yeah, it's just it's flying every day. It's people coming for codfish. The, the place you took over was already open as a wine bar, but there was a lot of work in converting it. Oh Jesus, yeah, yeah. It was I was three months myself and a few friends. We we, we start rebuilding that with a, a lots of work. And we're still doing things day by day. Uh, as you know, uh, two jobs is not easy. I come from one job and I, and I just go home, have a shower, and I'm ready for another one. And uh, I'm doing it a bit by bit now. You said you, you don't miss the weather, uh, the Irish weather. You'll never quite get used to that, would you? No, to, to be honest, I, to, no, I'm, when I'm going to Portugal, I, I, I feel too harsh. You're there. joking me. You know, I can't. Oh yeah, that's true. I just go. Oh, I can't cope. I, geez, I can't cope the sun at all. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I know it look, looks weird, but it, 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 that that's the true. You know, I, I'm going to Portugal and I look for shadows straight away. <laughs> do, do you go home much? Do you go back? Oh, it's Cork. Is Cork home now? Well, this 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 year I didn't went home. But my parents they come for Christmas, and I didn't went home because I was doing the my holidays. I was working here. I was doing the the, the restaurant, doing up the restaurant. Hmm. So my parents were a bit sad, but they they understand. But they they coming for Christmas. Oh, they're coming so for happy, Christmas. So they are happy. Oh Jesus! Yeah, she, my mom she called me every day. She, she's dying to come. <laughs> she's just. They're here a few few times, yeah. you know, already. They're here maybe, oh, geez, maybe. They come maybe two, three times a year oh, good. to visit me, yeah, because they are retired. They're both, uh, my, my mom, she's a commissar from the police, and my dad is, is a commandant, but they're both retired. No, they have more time than me, yeah. So will, will you be open for Christmas? Will you be busy for Christmas? 
I, I don't know, it's kind of a bit strange because uh, 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 little bookings, but I don't know how, how is this working because, as I told you, it's, it's my, my, um, my first time in Ireland opening a business. I, I hope I, I'll be busy, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready for that. Yeah, well, well, people who've been in and who've sampled are telling us that it's a, it's a very special little tapas and bar. So best of luck. Delighted that you decided to make our city uh, your your new home. Uh, and if I see you on the two twenty, I'll give you a wave. Oh, dude! <laughs> Please <laughs> see you, Ricardo. Thank thank you so much for everything. Thank you. Cheers, my friend. You've got I think you've got the coolest accent I've heard in a very long time. That is about it. Program edited by Imro Hay, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. Your podcast will be up ASAP, and we shall talk to you on Monday, just after nine. Enjoy the weekend. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Live. With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Cox 96 FM. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.